Okay, new travel rules for travelers come into effect today, and we are already hearing reports of confusion and frustration. Here is travel expert Marty Firestone, who joins us for the very latest on this on Global News Radio. Hey there, Marty. Good afternoon and happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. Okay, is it a happy Monday, though, for uh, travelers? I just mentioned we're getting reports of confusion and frustration. What have you been hearing? Yeah, there's. Uh, let's start right from the beginning. What happened as of today that you have to do? This is us going into the U.S. Actually, Americans going into the U.S. or anybody going into the U.S. You have to present a negative rapid test, not PCR. So that's the good news. The less expensive of the two and the quicker one that you can get upwards of 15 minutes. So this is all good. Here's confusion one. People think it has to be 24 hours in advance. In fact, it is one day in advance. And you might argue, what's the difference between 24 hours and one day? Really interesting. It's actually one day gives you 47 hours and 58 minutes, as strange as this is going to sound. So it's a lot better than people were worried about if they were off a couple hours here and there. It physically almost gives you two full days, even though it just says one day. So that's the good news. Okay, so yeah, that's a, it's a calendar day. It's not 24 hours. Exactly. So you could take it out at 12.01 on Thursday morning and be able to use it up till 11.59 p.m. on Friday evening if your flight was on Friday. So that's a little more leeway than you thought you had. Okay. When you mentioned rapid test, Marty, so is this something that the airport's making available? If I'm flying at a Pearson into a U.S. destination, I can just pick up and uh, do the rapid test before I board the plane, or is it a little more complicated? You know, evidently there is uh, abilities to, you're now going out, you're leaving Canada, you're going into the U.S. So there are abilities to get that test just before there. But anything could be, you know, when you're starting to rely on things that you're timing wise, I get worried. So I'm finding that most of my client base and what I'm recommending is to make an appointment at a pharmacy for typically the $40 test, knowing that you're going to get it back in time and have it ready so that it'll show that you purchased it one day prior to the to the uh, departure. That's the safe thing to do at this point. So just think of the rapid test, your COVID test, as part of your paperwork, that you want to have everything in order and ready to go as you approach that uh, ticket counter and go through customs and such. That's correct. And that's what the frustration is now. Elderly people or people just not as well-versed and sort of organized and having the internet and access to Wi-Fi, they're being asked to do a lot of things now, more importantly, coming back with the ArriveCan documents and all that that's causing terrible confusion to the point where some are getting put a 14-day quarantine because they didn't have the documentation filled out correctly. So that's the latest what's going on in that aspect. Yep. Okay, talk to us a little more about that. What are the rules? We were just talking about going into the U.S. What are the rules coming back here into Canada? What do you need? Well, they make the U.S. rules look simple. That's really problematic. International, other than USA, Canadians and anyone else coming into Canada, you're at a sun destination, that's not USA, and you're coming back in. You have got to take your, your negative PCR test 72 hours in advance, as you always have to, but lo and behold, you land now at this Canadian airport and you now have to have another test, albeit federally funded, but you have to take it. Now, how are they going to accommodate thousands and thousands of travelers? They don't even know how. And that's why we don't even know what date this is going into effect. You may get a take-home test and have to go home and take it. But the bottom line is, until you get the negative results, which could take upwards of three days, you are self-isolating, which is our next little problem we have. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the need for two tests coming back in. And granted, I know you're not an infectious diseases expert, you're a travel expert, but if I've already got a negative PCR, 
PCR tests that have done 72 hours before arriving back here home, back in Canada. Why do I now need to take another test? What are they uh, saying when it comes to that when you arrive at the airport? Yeah, I I try to be a specialist, but I'm definitely not the, the medical specialist. But I can say this much, I guess, that it's conceivable that you test 72 hours in advance and do not show any signs of potentially the virus, but yet it could manifest itself and and be there maybe three days later, which is why they want to get it right when you land in the country. So it's a little more precise. It's the only thing that I can think of at this point. It sounds somewhat redundant and it is expensive to have to do the other test on your own and then have another test here and then have to wait. And that's the key. Kids aren't running back to university. People are not running back to their jobs on Monday morning if they got back in Sunday night. So I don't know. I'm not sure why the need for the other one, if you're going to get it taken when you arrive in your country. Well, and this is the next thing that you've got to take into consideration. If you've already got a a trip booked or you're thinking about booking a trip and buying some airline tickets, you're absolutely right. On the back end, you've got to build in some extra time, both at the airport when you arrive home to get this test done. And also once you get home, you might be there a day, maybe three, right? Well, you're not going to be, of course, there's no quarantine hotels per se anymore for Canadians or international travelers, barring they're not coming from those 10 countries that have now been put on the list. But you're told to self-isolate, which can only mean you can't be getting back into any kind of settings with other individuals. So virtually it is a type of quarantine, but it is in your home. You're 100% right. Mm -hmm. Is this making people, making uh, travelers think twice before booking trips right now, do you think? Absolutely. I think anybody booking international trips at this point are really taking a second thought for a host of reasons, including trip cancellation will not cover a claim for unused monies, deposits, or full monies that are paid out if the reason for cancellation is because the border has been closed down. That country's not accepting people, or we as our country are not accepting people back. You could get stuck in some of these countries and have tremendous bills that will not be covered by any form of insurance for cancellation or interruption. Medical, yes, but not cancellation or interruption. All right, just really quickly here, Marty, are we expecting any other uh, rules, restrictions, anything else to be announced in the coming days or weeks, or we're just going to have to wait and see? It's a wait and see, and it's scary because it's so fluid. I mean, what's from stopping them in one week to start adding USA people coming into the list of needing the COVID test at the airport? I think sheer numbers now do not allow that to happen. But boy, if they ever got it down and they could do that or they see the need for it, that could change and we'd all be in trouble because that's going to affect just so many people. All right. Marty, appreciate this as always, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning on The Morning Show. Thanks so much. Got it, Jeff. Looking forward to it. All right. There's our travel expert, Marty Firestone, and that does it for my time here on this Monday. Thanks as always for yours. Keep it right here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.